Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. I'm Daniel, and this week there's some news coming out of DC and Marvel. Oh, and I guess we're going to talk about a little bit of Star Wars. Returning this week to help me discuss these topics are my fellow geeks Monica, the Master of the Lens, and Stacy, the Earl of Wow. How are you two doing this week? Master of the Lens, huh? <laughs> I feel like um, I've been promoted I, to the Earl. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm doing really great. You know, I'm getting over being sick. I just got back from Gallifrey once. So I'm doing great. Yeah, I feel like it's been like, I don't know, forever since all of us were on an episode together. Three or four weeks, yeah. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Stacy, what about you? How have you been doing? Are you, are you, are you sick? I have apparently acquired new lands as the Earl of WoW. And... Uh, <laughs> Um, no, I've been good. Uh, I have not been sick. I've been fortunate. I, over the last six weeks, um, I had a baby and by I, I mean, my wife had a baby. And, uh, so we've got a new addition to the family and that has taken up a lot of my time, but I have finished a couple games in the meantime and I did get to see Black Panther. So, uh, it's been a banner six weeks for geekery. And family. We'll probably have to save the Black Panther talk for another episode. Terrible so movie. Can... The worst Marvel movie yet. <laughs> the worst one. I was going to go see created. it today, but I was yeah. like, no, I haven't been on a podcast for a while. I'm going to come on the podcast. You know what? So that, you know where that puts thing. us, Daniel? I mean, that makes me feel really good that she decided not to go see one of the top five Marvel movies so that she could spend an hour talking to us. <laughs> I think that that really does mean a lot. I feel, that I means feel, a lot to me. I feel, I feel honored. I do feel honored. Yay! Because <laughs> yeah, I haven't been here in a while, guys. I missed you guys. Seriously. Well, yeah. Well, I have too. And this is, I mean, this is always fun. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, Monica, you've been kind of going a little crazy, I guess I would say, with, with the conventions. <laughs> I'm so busy right now. <laughs> in the best I'm way so possible. Busy. Um, we California kicked off like their convention season really strong. We had like two in January, two in um, February, like three in February, and um, we've been really really busy lately. Um, Gallifrey One is the big Doctor Who convention um, that happens here in Los Angeles, and we were just we were there from Thursday to Monday, and wow. uh, it was it was amazing. Uh, it's it's like a, it's different than any other con I've ever been to because it all takes place in like one hotel. So the convention floor and everything is on the basement level of this hotel, the LAX Marriott. And then everything else, like, you know, the, the guests stay there at the hotel, the staff there stays there at the hotel, um, you know, the, all the attendees, panelists, everything. And it's like this big, huge weekend party that's just like amazing about celebrating your fandom and so what you're saying is it's not uncommon for y'all to get up in the middle of the night go get a bucket of ice and run into one of the doctors no absolutely not uncommon Uh, we actually two years ago stayed um on the same floor as john hurt who plays the war doctor and he's also famous for harry potter and alien and a bunch of other things yeah he was the uh he was olivander yes 
Uh-huh. And he was uh, th- like three or four do- doors down from our hotel room. And so we would run into him in the elevator all weekend long, um, you know, and then like even like all the restaurants and everything are there in the hotel. And so, you know, uh, Stephen Moffat, who was the showrunner for Doctor Who for like the last, you know, seven or eight years, um, he hung out every single night at the bar. Like what? Nate bought, yeah, Nate bought him a drink one night. He hung out at the bar with everybody. It's just kind of like a rule of etiquette. You don't monopolize his time and you don't ask for pictures because they're there. You have to pay for the pictures there. But right, as long as right. you don't like monopolize their time, like they're hanging out, they're talking to everybody. And like uh, Sylvester McCoy, who plays um, the seventh doctor, also hanging out in the lobby one he night. He was also in Lord of the Rings, wasn't yeah. he? Yes, he was. Yes, yes, he was in Lord of the Rings. He was the crazy wizard. Yes, and they don't have security with them or anything. They're just hanging out. And, like, it's it's a small convention. It's about 3,500 attendees. But it's just jam-packed. One of the coolest things for me that this weekend was um, uh, getting to be right in front and sitting with the creator of Cyborg. So the, uh, the comic book artist that created Cyborg. Oh, wow. Uh, he was on one of the panels that I that I went to, and they were talking about DC versus Marvel, which was, that's what the panel was about. And it was supposed to be, you know, all these different creative minds from from the Marvel universe. I just didn't know who these people were until I got there. And he was talking about they were asking him about like, you know, how it is to see Cyborg now, like, you know, on the big screen and things like that. And I was like, oh my god, like this is amazing. Yeah, that's um, really cool. So, it's a really cool convention. There's a lot of people from the audio series there, from the comic book writers and, you know, artists. And it's just, it's a real amazing weekend. You have um, some Star Trek people that show up there. Um, so uh, we had uh, Nicole, uh, Nicole Nichols? Ahura? Michelle Nichols. Yeah. She was there two years ago. So, it's, you know, it's a really cool thing. That's awesome. And you got a lot of pictures, I'm assuming. Like 3,000. Oh, yeah, that's not that many. No, I'm still going through them right now. I mean, <laughs> a lot of them are garbage. They're not even good, but, like, I'm still going through them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. I get really excited when I talk about Doctor Who. Absolutely. And, uh, Stacy, I'm sure you've seen the galleries going up on the website. Oh, yeah. I mean, Monica does a fantastic job with the with the photos and the, and uh, all of the uh, WonderCon or the convention galleries. That's so, why she's the yeah, master of the lens. She is. <laughs> I'm not sure why I'm the Earl of WoW. Maybe because I'm the last <laughs> remaining WoW player in <laughs> Temple of Geek. D- did Amanda stop playing? Yeah, she she hasn't played for a few years. Oh, my so. God. Yeah, I know. It's just me. <laughs> just me. It's, it is lonely out there. It's about time for you to retire that game. You would think so, and I've been playing since the beginning, and um, maybe it's time. They're about to come out with an expansion, which means I'm definitely going to play it again a lot, so as much as I can anyway, with a baby. Well, not much has been going on with me, Um, and I know I say that every week. I haven't really progressed much further than the third episode of season two of Doctor Who, um, I don't want to see anymore. Yeah, it's. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I will get to watching it again. Um, actually, I've been purchasing um, some studio equipment for uh, starting or taking photos of action figures, and I started my own new web series called Daniel's Toy Chest. Um, and that's been kind of consuming a lot of my time. I've been taking pictures and writing up scripts and editing videos and all sorts of things. So it's been kind of fun. I'm hoping I can get a little quicker at this so I can start pumping these out a little quicker. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. And I've seen those too. And I think that they have been done really well. I'm really impressed, Daniel. Yeah, I'm hoping the more and more I do this, the, the better and better they get. So I'm sure. I mean, I think like I'm all sure. of these things, yeah, I think they'll get better. I mean, they're terrible right now. That's so. what I say. <laughs> like, yeah. God, they're horrible. Every time I watch them, I'm like, These are Ugh. the worst. Yeah. God, why did I put these on YouTube? Oh. <laughs> it's, in, it's the internet. It's forever now. It is now forever. But enough about us. Uh, yeah. There's been a, a lot of news stories that's been happening the last couple of weeks. Um, the first one I kind of want to talk about, and I, I kind of mentioned just just a little bit last week on last week's episode, but uh, since you both are here, I want to kind of talk to you about it a little bit more in depth. Um, Joss Whedon was tapped to do the Batgirl movie, and uh, last week he decided to go ahead and exit that film, and it sounds like he was exiting the film because he just couldn't get anything off the ground, couldn't get anything created. What are, what are your thoughts on that? From from what I've read, it sounds like it was the whole background movie was his idea. He approached DC and they said and Warner Brothers and they said, Yeah, let's do this and then when it when push came to shove he couldn't deliver a story. And see and I even heard uh, added on to that with the pressure from all of the sexual assault, sexual uh, misconduct that was in Hollywood going on at the time, that, and then the stories that came out with uh, Joss Whedon and and his infidelity, that that played a role in it as well. Um, again, I, I mean, don't in know. In my that's, that's a lot of stress, and that's a that's, lot of things yeah. that well, that, and you know, I, will take away from that creative process. Absolutely, and and you know, he, I mean, for. You know, it's such a nuanced topic, and that's a that's a difficult one. That I know that's not the purpose of this topic, is to get into that. But I do think that it's that it was unnecessary, maybe, for him to take the brunt of something like that, or to get his relationship with his wife lumped into the other sexual misconduct scandals. You know, uh, but unfortunately, I think it did get swept up in that, and and I I couldn't imagine. I mean, I know that Joss Whedon has taken. I, didn't he leave Twitter for a while? Yeah, he left Twitter still? for a while because uh, of the abuse he was getting for yeah. the second Avengers film. Right. But really? I think he was going through a lot of things at that time as well. I don't think that was the only thing. You I'm know? sure it's, it, it, it basically set him off, you know. Right. It down it. So, anyway, I'm, I mean, I think that he would have done a good. I'm, I think Josh Whedon's very talented, and he's good at. I think he writes good female characters. He writes strong I, female character parts. Yeah, um, um, Buffy so, the Vampire Slayer and all those other characters. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think it's unfortunate, but um, maybe Batgirl at this time is this is the time for her. I don't know. Well, um, do you but think although with, with him leaving, do you think it dies? Oh, I do. Yeah, I do. They don't even know who's Batman's going to be right now. So. Yeah, yeah. I think Batgirl's probably going to die unless they come up with some... Unless, you know, Patty Jenkins decides to pick it up or something. 
Yeah. I think unless they have somebody like that, um, I think Batgirl's probably going to be, you know, she's gone for now. As an aside, have y'all heard anything about the Aquaman movie? Because I have. What have you heard? I have heard, and this could just be, I mean, it's scuttlebutt, but it could be garbage. Um, that it has been screened, and it has screened more positively Correct. than any of the DC movies to date. That's what I've heard any? as well. Yes. Including any, Wonder including Woman? Including Wonder Woman, mean... yes. Ooh, then I cannot wait to see that. And they said that they don't have to talk in weird bubbles underwater, that they can actually communicate in the water. <laughs> yeah, so it's not distracting and doesn't look like the Phantom Menace. Hmm. You know, so it's like they can be underwater and function, and I don't know. But I, that's that's what I heard. Maybe they're just trying to control the narrative. I'm a glass-half-full type of person. You know, I enjoy all of this stuff. I even enjoyed Batman versus Superman, even though I'll probably never watch it again. Um, right. It's. I'm not saying it was great, and it's definitely on the bottom end of the superhero movies for me. But I enjoyed it. I mean, I went and I had a good time. You know, and although we're not going to talk about details of Black Panther, you know, Black Panther was like in my top. It's probably one of my top five Marvel Marvel movies. Wow. Um, yeah, they just keep r- ramping it up. So, but I enjoy all of them. You know, and so I'm looking forward to Aquaman. Even if I, I'm actually looking forward more to. And Jason Momoa is playing Jason Momoa. He's not really, I mean, he's not playing Aquaman. But I'm actually looking forward to, uh, you know, Black Manta, who was probably my, maybe my second favorite villain on, in the Legion of Doom back in the day with the Justice League. Um, I, and I knew nothing about him, never read about him in the comics, didn't know his backstory. He just seemed really cool and had a cool voice. Nice. And he could do stuff with his helmet. He had a crazy, I don't know, I can't remember, but. Anyway, so I just wondered what y'all had heard about the Aquaman movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I think heard... I read the same thing you read, but okay. What, what were you saying, yeah. uh, Monica? No, I was going to say the same thing. I heard that it screened early, but I didn't really pay too much attention because I didn't want to spoil it for myself. I guess I kind of just wanted to enjoy it, but I am glad that uh, that it did so well. You didn't want to spoil it for yourself. We're in the world of spoilers. <laughs> I don't live there. You live there. I do not think I don't live there for Star Wars. <laughs> Anything else, I don't care if I spoil. Uh, um, I know this wasn't one of our notes, but did y'all hear about who the villain is going to be in the next Wonder Woman film? No, who's that? They announced that it's going to be Cheetah. I don't so know anything cheetah. about Cheetah, so. Well. That? I wanted to call her Chitara, but that's the Thundercats. <laughs> that's the Thundercats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've uh, never heard of this person. Uh, Cheetah is one of her, one of her old school villains. I mean, she was introduced in what is it, issue five or six of Wonder Woman back in the nineteen thirties. She kind of uh, looks like Chitara. She, yeah, she's basically dressed up in a full Cheetah leotard. I don't know if they're going to do that for the movie. Um, I think recently they have it to where she. Some sort of magic turns her into a cat lady or whatever, but uh, oh, okay. naturally, um, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting villain. Um, not quite the CG character that we got in the first one, but uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see someone that's going to be basically on par with Wonder Woman. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know anything about Cheetah's powers. She hung with her in the in cartoon, but that doesn't mean anything. So. Yeah, I have no idea. 
I, I'm ready to be pleasantly surprised. I mean, if, if it was anything like the first Wonder Woman, like, let's do this. Yeah, I enjoyed it, so looking forward to it. Well, with with Batgirl basically going away, I mean, it, I'm hoping that the Kindle, that the, the fire that's been smoldering for the DC Universe stays alive, because I, you know, I, I, I wish them the best. Because yeah, you know the only people that's going to win out of this is the fans. We get we get to see things that we want to see, but uh, it's it's just still looking kind of bleak for the DC universe. Well, they you know unfortunately I think that they've brought it on themselves. So, but speaking is that of heartless, death, is that harsh? No, no, it's not that harsh. <laughs> 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 but you know. Not to keep segueing here, but you know, someone was kind of harsh on the internet the other day. Um, James Gunn made an announcement on hey. Twitter. Nice segue. Hey, That's a good segue. Alone. That uh, Groot that we see in Guardians of the Galaxy Two is not the same Groot that we see in Guardians of the Galaxy Part One, and I think this blew the minds of several fans, several several thousand fans, on at the, least uh, one on this podcast. On the on I Twitterverse. was shook, you guys. I was shook. I did not <laughs> realize that. I thought they saved him. Well, I thought like, oh, he was able to regrow him somehow. Well, see, in the I comics, so isn't Groot able to regenerate himself? Right. Yes. So I took it like that that you know kind of like monica that he regenerated himself but you know he james gunn said something that i just didn't even think about he goes the marvel cinematic universe is not the same universe from the comic books so that Groot is dead (laughs) yes and that makes his sacrifice so much more special and so much more beautiful and so much more tragic and now like it's like you know, Rocket took on Baby Groot's kid and is, like, raising him as his own kind of thing. And, like, oh, it's just so much for me right now. And, like, and because Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was so much about, like, fatherhood and this and that. And here's Rocket, like, you know, being this dad to Baby Groot. And I'm just, like, I'm shut, you guys. I'm absolutely Yeah, well, you know what? It does make a whole lot more sense. It ties that movie together even. There's like another layer, you know. They're all kind of parents at that point, you know. Because even the the scenes at the end, instead of Peter Quill trying to correct, you know, original Groot's behavior or, you know, deal with a teenage Groot, he's actually dealing with teenage Groot's son. Groot's No, Groot's teenage son. That's better. (laughs) Exactly. So here's a question for you now that we know this little bit of information. Whose death was more shocking now? The original Groot's or Yondu's? More shocking or like more like emotional? Probably more emotional is what I meant to say, yeah. Um <laughs> Oh geez. I think they're about the same. I really because I mean until you saw, you know, baby Groot coming back, you know, I was really feeling for Groot and I was really feeling for Rocket, you know? And uh-huh. I think I felt that with Yondu as well, so... Yeah, but I think we, Except- we, we misled ourselves by thinking, oh, well, Groot's alive. He's, he's, he's a sapling again, but... No, he actually died, so now I'm like... I, I don't know what to, how to process my feelings. I'm starting to feel like I did when I left The Last Jedi. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, the movie's been out for like four years. I'm like, how do I process these feelings now, four years later? 
<laughs> yeah, and it's so funny because, like, um, you know, Nate, my boyfriend, he's the same. He's He's been feeling Groot's death for a long time. I mean, he woke me up to tell me about the tweet. He, I was sleeping in bed, and he's, like, calling me, like, wake up, wake up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Groot dead. And I'm like, what? Like, Calm down, dude. And he's like, no, everything's a lie. Everything's terrible. <laughs> he really felt it. She's like, dude, he survived. He's he's baby Groot. No, read the tweets, damn it. <laughs> that is like legitimately how our conversation went down. I just want you to know. That is how it happened. Stacey, what did you think when you heard the news about this? You know, honestly, I'm... I think I was, I actually, all full disclosure, I, I get teary every single time with Yondu dying. Uh-huh. Um, and then his, the, the heart feel, uh, even though it's kind of silly, how Peter Quill, you know, his, his, uh, his, his uh, eulogy, uh, I always, I always kind of get teared up on that. Oh. Groot. You know, when Groot dying and then realizing that that's his son, I actually, it kind of, I think it was the same thing with Luke Skywalker. Like, I fight my initial reaction to reject that that news. Uh-huh. And <laughs> like, what no. happened, it's like, yeah, because my initial reaction is nope, 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 nope. And then I'm like, okay, how, you know, how can I look at this? Because it's not my story to tell, you know, and so it's it's Gunn's story to tell. And and how can I look at this in a way that's objective and say, you know, I mean, I really, I, and so I came to terms where I really like this idea. I like the idea that it's a different group, you know. Um, you know, do I wish it was the other group? Kind of, but if that was the case, we'd already need him to be big again, you know, in my opinion. Having him and be his like, son, I think you can have him grow up now, and that makes more sense. Yeah, exactly, because you would think he'd have the same shared memories or whatever, and he would have already gone through puberty or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I like it. I like the idea. I think it's a good move. Um, James Gunn, really, even though I, I thought that some of the dialogue in, in Guardians 2, only at the beginning was forced it was it to right. me it was like it was what joss whedon ran into on serenity sometimes and definitely in like uh, age of ultron where everybody is saying the most quippy thing right right and you're like okay okay we get, get past this let them get it out of their system and then it flowed naturally again you know so yeah i agree but still a great movie but but so i liked it I like the idea. It's a good move. Well, with that announcement, I think it was the next day, wasn't it, Monica, that we got the other announcement from Marvel about the Avengers moving ahead? Yeah, that was exciting, too. Did Super you see exciting. that, Stacey? I did. I may have been a little bit late to it. Uh, I'm maybe hours <laughs> late. Y'all all seem to be celebrating. And I saw it in chat later. But uh, I was like, man, there's no way this is true. April 27th? I mean, because to me... Isn't that when... No, Deadpool came out in February, correct? Yeah, Deadpool came out February. Okay. So now, well, I mean... What's that? You were, what were you saying, Monica? Oh, I was just going to explain for our audience who doesn't know what we're talking about. It's oh, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> that the Avengers movie was moved up a week, and it was announced on Twitter, uh, yes. which was a really fun way to do it. Yeah, I love Marvel's marketing, the, the way they 
they they do the marketing for these movies. I mean, basically what happened on Twitter was Robert Downey Jr. and Marvel Studios got into a discussion via Twitter asking to see the movie early. And they went back and forth for a little bit until finally Marvel Studios just said, okay, how about April 27th? And they're like, yeah. So I just, I just love their marketing. I love that. You know, I know that wasn't really happening, but I just thought that was really cool that that they play along with the fa- you know the fans and they they do stuff like that. It just well, and they treat Robert Downey Jr. as they should, like he is Iron Man. Yeah, I it agree. was so cute because they kept referring to him as Mr. Stark. As Mr. Yes, Stark, Mr. Yeah. Stark, and it was pretty cool. I, it is. I thought it was clever and funny, and it, I, for me as a fan, it was really fun. And, and shout out to Marvel for that. That Absolutely. That. Yeah, DC, please take notes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if it, if it goes down like it, you know, like it very well could, Disney ends up buying DC anyway. So. Oh my God! I saw that article yesterday. Um, <laughs> totally different topic. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that another time. Yeah. But so we're gonna get the Avengers a week early now. I'm excited. That we get to see it one week earlier. I mean, that's now, what, less than five weeks away? Or five yep. weeks. I mean, seven weeks away. So a little, little under two months. Something like that. Very yeah, exciting. something like that. So we're going to go with that. We're going to go with that. I mean. Judges, we're, yes, we're going to go with that. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, Avengers comes out in April now. Um, and I think the reason why they moved this is because they want to try to Save May for solo. Would you? They agree? just want a. They will only want a solo movie in May. <laughs> and also, May Fourth is Star Wars Day. Like, come on. It's true. May the Fourth be with you. So, was Avengers originally coming out on the fourth? Apparently, it was because uh, that would be seven days almost. <laughs> a year later. ago, it, it did too. Uh, whatever movie came out a year ago for Marvel was on Star Wars Day. Yeah, see, Solo comes out on the 25th. I wonder if they're going to push Solo back now. I don't think they should. No, that's Memorial Weekend. Let, they're not going to You should Solo. let Marvel make its billion dollars first before you make your next billion dollars. Yeah, like, um, I get that they don't want to compete, but that's Memorial Weekend. They're not going to move it from Memorial Weekend. Yeah. So we're kind of... Yeah, Daniel. We're kind of merging these two topics together, but I do want to ask this question. Do you think Marvel is going to have a double billion dollar week month, like April a billion dollars, May a billion dollars in movies? Better question. How many billions of dollars are they going to make this year? <laughs> <laughs> right? Because they have well, so much. I mean, they started the year off with a bang. Black Panther's going to make a billion. Yeah, Black Panther's expected to hit a billion this, this weekend, isn't it? Does Deadpool technically count? Uh, not yet because they're not, they don't own Fox yet. Okay. Solo. And then Ant-Man's not going to make a billion, but it's going to make, you know, money. I'm going to predict this right now. I predict that Ant-Man's actually going to be a surprise hit this year. Yeah. It was a surprise hit when it came out. I I think it'll, I think it may make half a million or half a billion. Um, we're talking about fake pretend money now. I mean, it's like, does that even exist? I'll never see that much money. 
five hundred million dollars uh, for don't a movie. See a thousand dollars. I know. It's sad. Let what are alone we doing? A billion. <laughs> I see a million dollars worth of toys behind you, Daniel. Hey, shut up. <laughs> but no, I. I mean. I think that this we we'll, yeah we probably will see May being like the first month where, and that'll probably be some topic. You heard it here first. May, they may make two million two billion dollars, one million dollars. So I guess that brings us into our main topic. Um, solo, uh, you think this movie is going to rake in a billion dollars? I think it's going to do really well. Like, I think it's going to do really, really well. How did Rogue One do? I guess that should be the first question. I don't know, but I love Rogue One so much. <laughs> Is it still your favorite? I saw that, like, six times in the theaters. Yeah, I didn't get to go. That is, that is love and dedication. Rogue Absolutely. One made $1 billion. Nice. Last Jedi made $1.3 billion, so I guess we are on track for a $1 billion movie. Yeah, they could do it. So after seeing the trailer finally, what was it, a couple weeks ago I guess it came out, what were your initial thoughts? I mean, I'm pretty sure you've all watched it several times now. So first impression, solo trailer. Go, Daniel. My first impression is I don't know what to think about, uh, what the hell is his name, Aiden... Heinrich. 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 It's like I don't know how to say his name. I don't. I don't know what to think about him as Han Solo. Now, <laughs> Donald Glover as Lando. I, I, I want to marry that dude. <laughs> <laughs> his perfect hair. I mean, he he he's like spot on Lando, and I mean, I haven't even really heard him talk yet, but just just he just smiled. But just his swagger. It's like he's yeah. pulling off the swagger. Um, and I don't. My think... son and I. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. The first thing my son and I said well, as soon as we saw the trailer, we're like, so when's the Lando movie coming out? <laughs> that's what that. we really want to see. I think I didn't need a Han Solo movie. But when I saw, you know, Glover, I was like, oh, no, we need a Lando movie like that. Yeah, I that's agree. True. I mean, he, he, yeah. Has, he has a certain swagger that I didn't think he was going to pull off when they first announced him. I was like, oh, man, I don't know if anybody can replace Billy D, But... Yeah, I think he can. Donald um, Glover might do a better job. He might. I just be honest. <laughs> I mean, have you seen him on TV? He's he's pretty great. He's good in everything he does. He's charming. He's funny. I mean, he can. He is the triple threat or quadruple threat. He he can do everything. So yeah. I'm super excited about having him in the movie, and I have a feeling that he will steal any scene that he's in. Now the, I agree. Now the other thing that kind of I was just like. I mean, I knew he was in the movie, but it just after finally seeing him on the screen, I'm like, dude, Woody Harrelson's in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a little. That actually threw me off a little bit. I think <laughs> it, just... it really depends. Like, I get the whole vibe of this is not. This is going to be the least Star Wars Star Wars story. Like, you're you're there's not. I mean, Rogue One was kind of that way. I have. I just don't feel like you're going to get the force. I don't feel like you're going to get any of the things that we typically see in Star Wars movies that made it what we consider Star Wars. Like there, there hasn't been one Star Wars movie to date 
that didn't at least mention the Force. I'm sure we'll get yeah, a mention of it because he says in A New Hope that, you know, hokey religions is no match for a good blaster by your side or whatever he says. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was the exact quote, but, you know, I, I think he will have it mentioned to him or something and, you know, where he where he gets his beliefs that that's not that's Somebody not tells real. him Santa Claus is not real. Yeah, basically. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that the, it'll... The, oh. It'll be more like Rogue One. We'll yeah. have we'll have uh, Emirate Chimway. <laughs> what's, oh what's, what's what's his name? Emir- uh, the 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 blind guy from Rogue One. The I am one with the oh, Force, and the Force yeah. is with me. <laughs> he'll be. He'll oh, you're be, talking about Donnie Yen? Yeah. Or? Yeah, but his name in the movie was like Emirate Chimway or something like that. Chiro. I'm sure you didn't mess that up at all, Daniel. That's probably pretty close. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to look it up. Now we, I think we owe it to them that we do, because right now you may have listed any number of actors or characters. Well, while he's looking it up, I mean, do we have any... I mean, just from what we can see... Oh, I said it backwards. Chirrut Mway. There we go. That makes sense. Not M. Way Chirrut. Now I know who you're talking about, Daniel. I just didn't know. You said it out of order. And then his buddy's name was Baze Malbus. Yeah, Baze. All right, anyway, what were you saying, Stacy? Well, I was saying, like, from what we see, like, do we have any predictions? Like, do we have any, like, what do you think, what do we think is going to happen here? What do we think this movie is about? I mean, they... Uh, I think that Julia Clark is his sister, and I think that the other girl ends up being his wife because Han has a wife in one of the comic strips. Or one of the not the comic. I think it is one of the comics. It is one of the comics. Where Han has um, a wife. There's a caveat to that. She wasn't Mm -hmm. really. Yeah, she was like she was not his. She was. It was like a faked marriage, right? Yeah. Um. So, like, she was his wife for some heist, I think. I have the comic. I just haven't. I need to read it again. Sanastaros is her name. Yeah. So, well, yeah. She, I mean, say Amelia Clark is like his sister. So, so you're thinking some of these people might be his relatives. So, like, Woody Harrelson, we know, is playing like a father-like figure. It's not really his father, but it. It's someone that basically takes him under his wing and becomes his mentor. Does um, he or does he not die? Who, Woody Harrelson? Yeah. I'm predicting he dies. Probably he dies. in the beginning of the yeah. film. He's going to die. He dies maybe in the first scene. <laughs> He's like, hey, guy, you want to join our club? They and meet, all of a sudden, they and then he gets pushed into a Sarlacc. And that's the end of Woody Harrelson. That's the end of his character. White that's men it. can't jump. Right. Oh, my goodness. That's a deep dive into that. Look at that throwback joke. Uh, yeah, kids I'm, these days don't even never seen that movie. They're like, what is that? Yeah. What is this old guy talking they're about? They're like, White I really remember Woody Harrelson from Cheers. That's, yeah, that's great reference. Now that's, that's an even that's, better. That's deep dive. And his name is Woody in that show, which is fantastic. Like, <laughs> was, wasn't Christy Alley's name in that show? Christy. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't is Ted Danson's name's not Ted? So was no, it, that's where that would end. I, was like, I think it was Dan, <laughs> wouldn't it? I don't remember. I don't know. 
Nothing to do with Han Solo. That's all I know. His name was but Sam, and it was Sam. Okay, that's Sam right. And Diane. Diane. I love that show. That show holds up really well. By the way, it's on Netflix. Oh, absolutely! It is. It is definitely a good one to check out. In in your letterbox format on your TV <laughs> in your widescreen. <laughs> on your widescreen. It holds up really well, guys. It is. It's funny. But, check it out. But my predictions for this film, I'm predicting we're going to see the Kessel run. For sure. So we're finally going to get to see how he did the whole 12 parsec thing. Um, we're probably going to see Job of the Hut. I'm predicting we're going to see a basically the run. Well, we probably won't see the run that makes him drop the spice. Because this is supposed to be in his younger days. I think this is supposed to be like 20 years or 15 years before A New Hope. So... We probably won't see that, but you know, I'm going to predict that he's going to meet, you know, Jabba the Hutt, and I'm predicting that he's going to meet Boba Fett. So we'll probably see Boba Fett in the film. You think so? If we I don't, don't see Boba we'll Fett, see Boba we're going to have a lot of upset fans because you know, I know I don't think we'll see him. I think at least I don't think they'll meet. That's but but it's and I think that's because that's the fanboy inside me wanting them not to do that. You're like, just don't touch Boba Fett. Yeah, like because okay. If, have have either one of y'all read the Han Solo? Well, let me you finish your predictions and then I'll go into this. So, what else do you think might be in the in the movie? That's pretty much it. The only other thing I was going to talk about with kind of a prediction is we're seeing pictures of the Millennium Falcon with a solid front piece. Yeah. So and we well, know, and it's also really clean. Yeah, and we know later in life that the Millennium Falcon has those like that groove in the front. The it's like a tooth. Yeah. yeah. So I'm predicting that what we're going to see in this film is that front end of that Millennium Falcon is actually going to be a spaceship sort of, kind of like what they do with the ghost on the ghost and the phantom on uh, Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. So I'm predicting that ship is basically, you know, that's going to be basically a ship that comes off the Millennium Falcon and it's going to get destroyed. That's why we never see it on the Falcon in the rest of the series. Woody Harrelson. Hmm. <laughs> Why are we talking about Woody Interesting. Again? Oh, he's going to be in the ship. He's going to die in the ship. Oh, oh, you're you're calling that? He's going to save the ship. He's going to pull a. He's going to he's going to lead him off and and or go back and attack him kamikaze style. Yeah. <coughs> and and Han Solo never replaces it because he wants to honor his mentor's death. Yeah, exactly. He, he uh, so he puts a nope. set of dice up in the window. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Good the luck. die is already in the trailer. Um, in the hot rod scene where he's jumping into that speed or whatever and he's speeding away, yeah. the dice are in that, that, that segment. Well, you wonder if those are his lucky dice. I don't know. So, Or if they're just... Yeah. What's that, Monica? I No, I just said, oh, how funny. I didn't notice that. But, yeah, I'll have to go back. I haven't seen that either. You know, they, ca- they keep calling it his lucky dice. I think it's funny, though, that you only see the dice in one frame... In the original uh, Star Wars movie, in A New Hope, you see it like in a, a short frame, and then all of a sudden they're like they make him into a big deal in <laughs> The Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, and it was probably a throwaway thing that they put in there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just like a little detail that nobody would think that you notice, but they did. Well, I read the I read the the novels. Uh, the and I think they were in the night printed in the nineties. There were three novels, and this was the origin of Han Solo. Uh huh. Have, have either one of y'all read these? No, I but I think yet. I might have heard like stuff from the book. 
Right, and so they probably have drawn, and, and I think that we may see that they do draw some of the stuff from these books. So, you know, we're seeing a lot from Rebels and some of the movies that were in the books and the comic books that, that were Legends material in the Expanded Universe coming back into the movies as canon. Mm-hmm. And so with the Han Solo books, there were three of them, and in the first one you find out who Han Solo is, uh, and then you... Um, he meets Chewbacca and how he meets Chewbacca and all that and and then how he meets um, and the trouble he gets into with some of the bounty hunters in, in including Jabba the Hutt and, and I believe uh, uh, is it uh, it's Bosch isn't it? Bosk? The, the guy with no, the No, the human. Yeah, is it Bosk? Yeah, it's Bosk. Uh, no, not Bosk. Um, that's uh, Dengar. Yeah, Dengar. That's right. Dengar because Bosk is... Uh, the little the alien. He's a Trandoshan. Oh yeah, he's the he's the lizard. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um Zuckus. Yeah, Zuckus. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Well, and I read that book too, which is also that's a really good book. That's that, that one's actually worth the read. It's a bunch of stories put together. But Dengar wears all those wraps and based on the book because of a race that he had against Han Solo, where Han Solo they wreck or Dengar wrecks because of Han Solo and he's injured like mortally and has to wear that stuff because of a wreck that he got into, uh, with Han Solo and the Wookiees. The reason that, uh, Chewbacca owes a life debt from the books to Han Solo is because he saved him from slavery on a planet, a slave planet while Han was a part of the empire. Because he was, and that was something that was kind of like in his backstory, that Han was originally, he's from Karelia, joined the Empire to be a pilot, and saw the slavery uh, that the Wookiees were thrown into and rescues Chewbacca. Chewbacca has a life debt with Han Solo, and that's how they come together. Then he wins the ship from Lando in a Sabacc game. And kind of the rest is history. I mean, those are like the big points. That, I think that, you just described the movie. It, which, I was which, like, is this what the movie's going to be about? Well, and that's what I was going to say. That's what the books, That it's those three books. And those are the points that I think they'll touch on at least. Well, we already know he's yeah, going to be part yeah. of the Academy because they mention it in the already in the trailer. He goes, I was a part yeah. of the Academy and I was thrown out. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I well, mean, they, it's, it's gonna they be, talk about Kessel. Um, yeah. And I believe Kessel's in the third book. Where they talk, that's where the spice is mined. And spice in the books is really just drugs. Yeah, it's basically like cocaine. It's just a drug. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a drug that they sell. Uh, And so, and they have mined so much of the spice on Kessel that, that, and Lando's the one that's running the show there, that the planet's falling apart. Like it's imploding on itself. Anyway. It's a, it's a really good book. It's a good series of books that even if you're just reading it for fun and you know those characters, it's worth it to read. So, and they're probably bargain bin books at this point. So. Or you can wait till Solo comes out and get the condensed book. And get the condensed book <laughs> two hours sold. I'm all about the condensed books. I yeah. can do that. Yeah, very good. I'm sure Monica was sitting there while we were talking about Z- Dangar and Zuckus and <laughs> she's like, nervous. I love Star Wars, so don't even start. This oh, is I know. And I bet you she, she could be right there with us. You know, I'm just like because I, I I haven't read the book, so I can't really chime in. But I'm like interested. I'm like okay, all right, all right. Well, and all those guys are from. I mean, that's, Strikes that, Back. Again, they were I just know background they were characters. Term. Yeah, they're this. Those are all characters that are uh, the bounty hunters, which were like 
some of the most interesting characters in all of Star Wars that had no lines. No lines at all. But with Boba Fett and all of them, they just had this. They it's, they were so mysterious that they were this. They were super interesting. Like you know? IG-88. That was the appeal of Legolas in Lord of the Rings. Like he right. virtually has no lines. He literally g- turns around every once in a while and says, "This way, someone's coming." They're taking but he was up, so awesome. <laughs> he was the coolest though. Yeah, so, he, had, he yeah. had some badass moments in that movie. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so that's and then they had to I, shoehorn I think, him into the freaking Hobbit. Yeah, but the thing about Orlando Bloom is he didn't look a day older. Yeah. 15 years later. Yeah, he is pretty like that. He, he is pretty. He is pretty. So I think I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This is the thing. I don't need Heinrich Smellenberger. What's his name? What's the Han Solo it's, actor's name? It's... It's Eric Vaughn. No, I don't think that's it either. Steuben Schloven. That's not right. Nope. We're getting closer. We're it's, getting, it's getting Elden, colder. Elden's... I can't pronounce his name. It's Alden Enrenick or something like that. But it's definitely Alden. Alden. Okay, we're going to go with Alden. We're just Alden Well, it's better than Solo. what I'm saying. I'm saying Elden. Alden Solo. Um, I don't need him to be Harrison Ford. I just need him to do Han Solo things. I need him to have the swagger that Han Solo had in the movie. Well, I don't even need him to be exactly that because this is the thing. He he doesn't need to be he doesn't need to be you know he doesn't need to be Harrison Ford, but he needs to have that that Han Solo charm. Because he needs to be charming, but he doesn't need to be as charming as he was in in Star Wars. I mean, if he is, it's great. Well, but mean, I'm okay yeah. with him being more flawed. I'm okay with and, that too, with him being like 20 years younger. But he has to have yeah. some characteristics from from Harrison right. Ford. Right? What would Harrison? Well, like not what would Harrison Ford do, but what would Han Solo do? What are because he is a fully fleshed out character, you know. So you know what he would do in a given circumstance, or at least you feel like you you could predict his behavior. Um, but they have turned everything on their head or on its head with the way Luke Skywalker was. So, you know. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm hopeful for this movie, and I'm actually, they have not, even in their movies that aren't as good as the others, they've, they've all been good movies. So, there's that it's more stalled. There's that trailer where he goes, "We're fine. We're all, we're all fine." You know, yeah. it's, it's like they tried to take that line from A New Hope. Yeah. And I just, I didn't hear the proper delivery of that line, so I'm just like, oh, I don't know, dude. Well, and I felt like when he says. When when she and Amelia is great, she's fantastic in the movie. I mean, at least in the lines that she so far I've seen her deliver. But next to him and the way he plays off of her, it's almost like she intimidated him, and like he wasn't able to say his smooth line as well as he was supposed to. Like when <laughs> he says, "Huh?" I said that sounds likely. It well, that's what it's it's what it looked like, and so. She's like, I know exactly who you are, and she just stared right through him. And he's like, he laughs, and then he's like, Oh, he's like, shit. oh my god, the mother what's of dragons. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's that? You know, and the way he says, "What's that?" is not like, you know, like what's that? You know, he there was no swagger, and it was like she disarmed him completely. Exactly. And yeah, and so maybe that's intentional. I don't know. And so maybe she breaks his heart, and he becomes, you know. I really want them to be related. 
I'm I'm looking at this cast list. Well, if they're related, then he can't. She can't break his heart. Then they they could still break your heart, but not like romantically. <laughs> and there Fair are enough. two names that are sticking out that are I didn't realize were in the movie. Alden, Alden Einrich. <laughs> but we 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 know he's in the movie. He's the main character now. But no, the the names I'm talking about is Paul Bettany. Oh yeah, yeah. he's a droid, isn't he? He plays. Dryden Voss is what it says. No, he's a real character. No, I think he's a droid, isn't he? I don't know why I thought he was a droid, too. He might be. I mean, he, he was... <laughs> wasn't. No, he was Well, Vision is a droid, technically, I think. And then the other actor, and this one's really throwing me for a loop, is John Favreau. I saw that, too, but he didn't is, say who he is. He's the driver. He is... Uh, Bodyguard. He's in all the. Um, <laughs> he's happy Iron Hogan. <laughs> yeah, he's happy Hogan. Uh, Clint Howard's in this. I I guess that's interesting. If it's a Rob Howard movie, Clint Howard is in it. Yeah, he's I guess that's true. Rob I wonder Howard's if he was originally movie. cast before Ron Howard took it over. Probably no, not. I'm sure that Ron Howard put his brother in his movie. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I just uh, those two names. I just saw them like. Paul Bettany and John Favreau's in this. What I've seen Paul Bettany taking pictures with Ron Howard on the set, and so I mean I didn't remember that until you just said it. But I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. And for some reason, I think he was a droid. I don't know why. Favreau's probably going to play like some stormtrooper. Yeah, you won't see. I don't think you'll see John Favreau's face. He'll take you out of the movie, you know. Or remember, he uh, they announced that. Tag and Bink was supposed to be in this movie. Who? Tag. Oh, you don't know who Tag and Bink are? No. Okay, so <laughs> there was this guy. Uh, his name's Kevin Rubio. Um, oh, man, when was it? 2005, six. Way back in the day, <laughs> back in the early 2000s, uh, a gentleman by the name of Kevin Rubio created this. Uh, Basically, it's one of the first original Star Wars fan films. Um, I don't know if it's the first, but it's one of the first called Troops. Yeah, and it was in the style of like cops. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen it. Okay, so his name was Kevin Rubio. He he filmed this thing, became really f- popular because of this video, and um, he was hired on to start writing comic books. Um, so he. I don't know what comic books he did out in the, you know, he's, he's a co- comedian and all this stuff, but he created these two characters called Tag and Bink. And if you ever get a chance, I totally recommend that you pick these comic books up because they're hilarious. Uh, Tag okay. and Bink <laughs> are two uh, Star Wars characters that he created that have been directly involved with every major event in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> okay. So, they're like the I'm looking at the comic the book Star. covers right now, and it looks like they're basically messing with like everybody right yeah basically there's the comics were like tag and bink are dead uh tag and bink lives um oh i can't remember what all the titles are uh there's there was a uh you find out that tag and bink had uh <laughs> lived through the events of uh the prequels so there was a there was a prequel comic book series where tag and bink were screwing up some of the events of that um it's, it's just hilarious like uh they dress up as stormtroopers on Tantive Four, the Tantive E Four, 
and they have to walk down the hall with Darth Vader right when he grabs Captain Antilles and chokes him to death. And they're like, okay, let's get the hell out of here, you know? So, like, they're involved with every major scene. It's, it's just, it's it's really funny. I totally recommend it. But they, Ron Howard announced that those two characters are in the film. I didn't know that. Okay. So. That's really funny. I was just saying, I was wondering if uh, Favreau was going to be playing one of them, but probably not. But, yeah, I totally recommend those comic books if you haven't read them. Okay, I will yeah, check it out for sure. They look really funny. Um, I guess we kind of beat the solo bandwagon to death. Uh, let's transition over to Star Wars Rebels. Um, one of my notes here says we need to beat up on uh, Monica for not watching. It. <laughs> Figuratively. <Hey>. Yeah. <laughs> Figuratively. So, uh, Star Wars Rebels, Monica, in, 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 the, in the gentlest way possible. <laughs> Because there are so much to watch. I want to see Clone Wars 2. And don't you have to watch that before you watch Rebels? No. No. You do not. They are two separate That's the best part about it is is Star Wars Rebels. All you have to have seen is the original trilogy for this to really have any weight. And I think if you've seen the original trilogy and Rogue One, it's even, it has more weight, you know? Right, because it's supposed to line up to right where Rogue One is. Right before that. And um, it's after, a certain number of years after um, episode three. Yeah, it's like four years. Oh. Or no, it's like 14 or something like that. Cause it yeah, 14 or 15 with, years yeah. after. Um, the only thing you'll probably be confused about if you haven't watched Clone Wars is in season three when they introduce Captain Rex and Ahsoka. Well, and I know who both those characters are. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, Man. Ahsoka... Deal. Yeah, Ahsoka's one of my favorite was characters. Captain Rex for for Halloween like three years in a row. So yeah, both actually both of those characters are two of my favorite characters. Captain Rex and and Ahsoka, two of the most nuanced characters in Clone Wars. Oh, I will. I do want to say this since we're talking about Captain Rex. So, do you remember? And you probably don't. <laughs> but in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, he was in it. They've they've retconned. Yes, they retconned him in Return of the Jedi. That's awesome. Um, there's he's this, an old graybeard in there. So in Return of the Jedi, Monica, there is a scene where Han Solo is like breaking into the like the the bunker or whatever to plant the bombs, and he has the uh, the rebel forces with him. There's okay. this guy with a gray beard. Somebody's pawpaws there. Yeah, and uh, he's he's wearing the rebel the rebel indoor outfit, gray beard. Well, they retconned that, saying that that is Captain Rex. Yeah, and I think that's freaking awesome. That it you, is awesome. You find out that it this is. guy that you've grown to love through the Clone Wars cartoon has made it all the way to Return of the Jedi, and that yeah. that's was, pretty cool. Well, Monica, you truly—I really think you truly, if you can, in your, in your vast amount of free time, because we know you have a lot. <laughs> because I have so much. Right, exactly. Like me. Um, you should you should uh, you should try to at least check out. I would say if you had to choose between the two, check out Clone Wars first. But okay, that's too many episodes, man. Well, I know, but <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna tell you what. There's... Well, so when does um, Rebels end? Because it's ending very soon, right? I think this they year, have like five like for six more episodes left. I don't think it does. So, how many seasons are we talking about with Rebels? Four. 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 And six like with Clone season? Wars. Four seasons of like maybe 20 episodes. 
Oh, I don't even know. And they're know. 22 minutes apiece. Yeah, I guess yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty short. And the Clone Wars are only six seasons. Um, but they're, I think they have a few more episodes I per season. Maybe like I think they're 22. Or 22, okay. Except for the last season, which, which I think is 16. only 10. Or was it 16? It was I've been 16. wrong on every single one of them. So well, I might be wrong. Right. I'm just throwing out random numbers here. Um, well, I just know that. I, well, you the last don't even season, know. You're just like, 30, 21, 16, that 9, sounds right. Don't worry. These are the Powerball numbers for this week. That's right. <laughs> if you choose these numbers. All right. Clone Wars Season 6. It has the least amount. I thought it was only 10. We were both wrong. There's 13. <laughs> okay. In, in Season 6 there is? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, so then we'll, seasons. I'll try to get to it then, because I would like to finish it like soon, especially with all the new Star Wars movies coming out and everything. Makes, I promise you, it makes the the prequels so much better. It makes the prequels so much better. In fact, all you don't even need to watch the prequels again. Oh, that's a lie. But if but if you do. After you've seen the Clone Wars, you 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 get such a greater appreciation for who Anakin is because Anakin's such a wooden character in the first three movies. Well, you know, in, in Episode One, Two, and Three. The only but thing in the Clone- I don't like about the whole transition, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to say this here is but I'm gonna Ahsoka being introduced in the Clone Wars, and then they mention nothing about her in Revenge of the Sith. Well, I mean, but the Clone I, Wars comes after. Yeah. Like, so I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't, so go, can't go, back. Really go back. They could go back, and you, you know, like when they put him in, they put him in the Darth Vader outfit. Outfit, and he says, "Ahsoka," you know, or something stupid. They could always just put it in there. But, because, like in, um, like in, that was my best Darth like, Vader in the voice. third film, like for it. example, like when they go and they do that, you know, where they go off and kill all the Jedi and everything, um. You know, there's characters that kind of look like her that die. Well, but, I mean, you know. I've, I've read the book. I mean, if you wanted to know, I've read the Ahsoka book. So so I've got that going for me, which is nice. And it's after episode three. Okay. So there is a... She didn't die, obviously, because we saw her yeah, in, she's in Rebels. But the book fills in the gap between where she was and where she ended up in Rebels. And kind of what all she was doing in the meantime, and uh, how she became or who became Fulcrum, and all that stuff. Right. And these are okay. all so, things that make no sense unless Monica, you've seen she has the not show. Seen Rebel shit. <laughs> I've seen some of it because, like I said, my kids—he was Captain Rex for like that was his stormtrooper. That was his, you know, character. Oh, they are so much better. They are <laughs> the stormtroopers to me. I mean, the clone war, the clone troopers are. They're awesome. Well, because they give stormtroopers a personality, right? We don't get to see any personality out of the stormtroopers unless they're Finn. Well, they were the good guys. Like if you if you go back and you watch the Clone Wars, I mean, even even in the uh, the um, the prequels, the clone clone troopers are all good guys. You know, they were yeah. they were. So I mean, you, that's who, you know Yoda rolled in with his army. You know, and right. And and when they turn on them, if you've seen the Clone Wars, it's that much more heartbreaking, you know, because it is. I mean, that season has so much more weight because you saw how many battles they went in together, how close the clone troopers were 
to their generals, to the Jedi, and how the Jedi relied on the clone troopers, you know, and they saved each other countless times in the in the show. And uh, you got to see this nuance. But I don't know that's not necessarily the topic of this or the topic we're on, but you got to see how war changed some of the Jedi and how the clone troopers actually kept some of the Jedi or maybe were even the moral compass mm-hmm. for some of the Jedi, you know, so. And that's what, and it all comes back to like what, you know, in, in The Last Jedi where like they were like, you know, this is what brought down the Jedi's. You know, with, like, all this war, all this, like, doing everything by the books. And, yeah, exactly. And Yoda's, like, burn them books. (laughs) Even though though he knew they probably weren't even in there. Yep, they survived. They survived. Well, the Star Wars Rebels has introduced new force powers. It's introduced, you know, with Ezra, things that, that have been hinted at in books previously in the expanded universe and comic books, but have never been introduced into the films. Um, and that's some of that stuff is really cool. You know, the idea that, you know, in the, in the legacy, I think it was legacy of the fourth force, fourth legacy of the fourth, um, <laughs> in the legacy of the force books where Jason Sola and Jaina Solo are both uh, major characters. Jason Solo, um, one of the twins, who became evil, much like Kylo, uh, he could force walk. And by force walking, he could actually, through the force, go back in time and witness events that happened. And with enough power, could even be seen, could say things, could communicate with people in the past. And, That's interesting, uh, because then he could manipulate the past. Exactly, he could manipulate the past, and so, but you had to be a little more powerful than he was. He was able to go back, and he honed that skill, but that was a that was considered very dark side uh, power. So, but they introduced stuff like that, and the idea of communicating and communicating with animals, uh, and you know, force controlling animals and things like that. All that's all that stuff is introduced in Star Wars Rebels but was introduced before in some of the books. So they just took some of the really cool things that they were able to do in the Star Wars universe, the Mandalorians, all of their lore, which is actually really interesting if you if you go in and look at it. Um, it's every bit as complicated. I know that we're not all Trekkies here, but if you know much about Star Trek, the... Well, the... the uh, what was Worf? He, he was, he was uh, a Klingon. Klingon. The Klingons. The Klingons have their own culture. They have their own uh, language and all this stuff. And it's like, you, it's written down. You could learn it if you wanted to. That's well, the Mandalorians do too. And if you, the, and Karen Travis, who started, basically she's the mother of the Mandalorians. She wrote the language. She basically wrote the culture. Um, everything that you see in the shows, in the cartoons, in the movies is being drawn from what she created originally. And uh, anyway, so it's, it's really cool to see, and, and you get to see all of that in Rebels. That is super interesting. I really like yeah. that. Well, Rebels also introduces new lightsaber colors like Ahsoka's white blades. Yes, but they talk about why that is, too, in, in her book. Um, she, one of the reasons... She purified a crystal, didn't she? She separated herself. Um, when you separate yourself from the Force... 
you it strips it of its color. Now, Monica, she you are separated. aware of like how like the Sith lightsabers why they're red, right? Um, it's, why are they it's red? It's a corruption of the of the crystal, right? And it bleeds. And it bleeds, basically, yeah. And so, yeah. And and when you but when you cut yourself off of the force, it it strips it of its color. So essentially, she is neutral. She's not good or bad. She's neutral. And that's why her Jedi or why her lightsaber is that color. White. Yeah. Hmm. So she's cool. The mid-season finale started. What was it? About two weeks ago. Yeah. And started off with a rescue of Hera. And this yep. is definitely going to be a spoiler warning for anybody who hasn't seen the show. So, Monica, you might want to turn us off now. Ha <laughs> <laughs> um, In the first episode of the season premiere, we see Kanan. And he basically is... I don't know, man. I, I, I felt like the whole episode was prepping him up to die. Yeah. Um, he cut his hair. He was, you know, meditating. Um, he was doing s- several things that was leading me to believe that something bad was getting ready to happen in this episode. And sadly, it does. Um, after he rescues yeah. Hera, uh, Kanan gets killed. He uh, sacrifices himself to save the, the, the crew of the ghost. Uh, what were your thoughts? Spoiler. I was, like, not happy with that. <laughs> it, I didn't believe it. Like, when it happened, I was like, no, there's no way. There's no way that just happened. Um, there's no way they're going to kill that particular character this way. Even though I didn't think it was a bad death. Um, and if you're going to kill somebody, I mean, how do you do it where it's acceptable to all fans? I don't know. But well, see, I, I was in disbelief. I, I was just in disbelief. being the fourth season, we were definitely going to have a death or two. Um, yeah, we're still probably well, we know get another one. Who's not gonna die? We know Hera's not gonna die. We know for a fact that Hera and Chopper make it. Yeah, because Chopper was seen in Rogue One. Yeah, and Hera's name was mentioned in Rogue One, so we know that she makes it at least that far. Right. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, Hera's in Forces of Destiny. I don't know if Forces of Destiny's canon, but uh, she was on the moon battle, uh, the moon of Endor with uh, Han Solo and Leia. So, I don't know that that is canon, but but if it is, yes. Yeah, so, but if it is, yeah. So I, I don't know. I I I I feel like you. I saw it coming, but I mean that doesn't take away from the fact that it was still really hard to swallow. Well, know? it's because it's they 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 did a really good job, uh, basically throwing the emotion in there with him rescuing Hera and them finally starting to admit that they're, they have feelings for each that other. They care about each other. Yeah. And then, uh, they, the ATAT opens fire on the, the, the fuel tanks that they're standing on. And to save them, he basically force pushes her and the entire ship. Did you notice that? Yes. Uh, and pushes them out of the way. And then basically just takes the blunt of the blast. Uh, that was, yeah, that was, a, I was, I was mad at Dave Filoni. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's a t- that is the sign of a good story. Um, when he's developed a character so well that you have an emotional tie, and if they take that from you, that it it hurts, you know. Well, I kind of felt and bad so, for his character because they always seemed like they jacked him up. It was like they took well, away you his know, eyesight. 
Now that you know he's not done. Well, I, you know uh, that last scene where uh, Ezra was sitting there, kind of meditating on the rock and talking to the wolves and all that. I was okay. like, if they make him come back as a Force ghost, I'm turning this shit off now. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would be right. No, he doesn't know that power. But somehow he's communed with nature enough to become at least one with the Force. And, and that's what one of the things that they say, and they've said throughout the last few movies, is that the Force, you know, it, it manifests in... In different ways, and so you'll see. You know, you may be, you may come back as a force ghost if you understand that. You become part of the force, which is all life, and how how you interact with everything else that's a part of the force. After that, you know, we they kind of can do whatever they want to with it. Well, this is why the wolves are saying his his birth name, right? Right, Dumas. So yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, Monica. You really need to start watching the show. I am. I'm going to. This sounds really great, and I really am definitely going to check it out. I kind of want to... I'm asking myself, like, can I squeeze in all of these seasons before the finale? Oh, yeah, like, you, you actually probably you could. Um, you probably I, could. They go pretty fast. I power-watched the first two seasons. I, I picked them up on Blu-ray, and I just watched them, like, in, it was like three or four days. I just power-watched them. Because um, there's yeah. not very many episodes each season. Tempting, tempting, tempting. But this is something it. I can watch with my kids. Yes. So, yeah. like, it's a lot easier. Usually I can't watch, um, I can't catch up on shows because I have to wait for the kids to go to sleep or whatever, right. you know. But this is something we can watch together. So, yeah, I'm it, very it, tempted to get through this. And what's cool about it is, is it, 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 it you know, broadens your knowledge in Star Wars. So, Which yeah. is awesome because I love Star Wars. So you're yeah. going to see things in these, in these uh, episodes that you're going to be like, wow, I seen that in The Last Jedi, you know, like... What, what, what do they call Leia? Space Gypsy or Space Ghost or whatever? You know, Kanan did that actually in one of the episodes. He he pulled himself through space using the Force. So, yeah. you know, a lot of the stuff that we've seen in some of the movies now, especially the newer movies, we've already seen demonstrated in these cartoons. Yeah. So they're they're kind of setting the rules as we go. And, and that's, that's a really cool thing to get to see, like, it all being written. So... It's worth a try if you can if you can catch up on it, and even if you can't catch up on it before the finale, I think you can. You can catch up with enough of it to where when you can, I mean, you you kind of, I mean, you you know, I think you can. I believe in you, Monica. <laughs> okay, yay! We believe in you. <laughs> and uh, you know, you're going to get introduced to Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh yeah, but he he is definitely my top five characters who I th- in Star Wars ever. Is that the blue dude? Yes. Yeah, and I think they did a really good job translating him from book to to cartoon. I mean, I, I think did they you, did a did fantastic you read the job. New book? No, but does the new book take place in like the current f- trilogy? Yeah. He's part yeah. of the first order, right? No, he's not a part of the first order. He is. This is before. This is before in. Uh, because remember, this is all happening before a New Hope. So, what happens is they discover. You, I, I highly recommend reading the Thrawn book. It yeah, is I have, a, it I is a really yet. good book. Um, the Thrawn book. He. They discover him in in. Um, where was it that they were talking about um, Snoke? Where was he from? Like the outer rim, not the outer rim, but beyond that. You know, the the part of space that's kind of uncharted. Far, far away. <laughs> Something like that. 
Well, I can't remember what they call it, but basically that's where that's where Chiss is, or that's where they found Chiss is in that area. And they talk about it a lot. They talk about it in, I think, Last Jedi and maybe even in some of the other movies where they're talking about this part of space and how, I think in The Last Jedi, they even talk about how they're moving that direction to start colonizing or, you know, just venturing that direction. And in the books, they allude to the fact that the Empire has strategically strayed away from Chiss, which is the planet of the blue people with red eyes. Um, because they, in the books, traditionally are not force sensitive, like none of their people are. Like they can't use the force. Now that is from the expanded universe. I don't know if that's if that's going to carry over. But what they are are extremely methodical, intelligent people. And so when they find Thrawn, Thrawn is on this planet, and it looks like his people abandoned him there. And uh, so the Empire finds him. Uh, Thrawn basically catches all of these Empire soldiers into a trap. They are so impressed with him that they end up taking him with them and eventually train him to be an officer. And so it's the story of all that. And that's like the first chapter. So, um, But it's a really good book because you figure out like what are Thrawn's actual, what motivates him. And one of the things that I found really interesting about Thrawn is Thrawn's not really about the Empire. Thrawn is really about the job, like what he's what his role is, and he's very motivated and passionate to be the best at that. But ultimately, everything has to do with enrichment, like his own personal enrichment. So he is genuinely interested in in Twi'lek history, you know. So like the artifacts that he got from Hera mm-hmm. and their people. He, he collects those things because he wants to learn about them. And that's one of the things he says in the cartoon is that he you have to learn about your enemy to know how to beat them. You know, you, you kind of have to get inside their mind and yeah, know their he, culture. He was also that way. collecting like the artwork from Sabine and all the other stuff. Sabine's artwork and, and collecting uh, Mandalorian artifacts because he respected and understood their culture and people. And so he wanted to know as much as he could about them. And so in the book, they touch on that a lot about how he collects artifacts from different cultures to learn about them. Um, so he's he's just very um, intellectual and very uh, thoughtful in the way he goes about things, and he's not about like mass you know anarchy or destruction or any of those things because he does have respect for life. Um, but he's just super good at what he does, you know. So anyway, it's a good book. You should check it out. Definitely. Well, so. S- Stacy, how would you? What are you expecting to happen at the end of the rest of the season? I, for some reason, I feel like we're going to get at least one more death. I don't think we'll lose Zeb. I don't think we'll lose... I think something's going to happen to Ezra. Um, I don't think you have that loose end out there. Um, you think he does the whole sacrifice play and saves them? I think he does something. He, he has one more... Because I think he goes up against the... You know, because you know who he looks a lot like? Snoke? You played the Force Unleashed. <laughs> like you, you've played the Force Unleashed, though, right? Uh, you th- you're thinking he is uh, the uh, Secret Apprentice? He looks a lot like him. You uh-huh. know? Yeah, especially with the short hair now. Yeah, I can kind yeah of with it. the short hair, I mean, he looks just like him. So, I don't know. He eventually meets the, the 
the Emperor, so... Well, yeah, we're going to see the Emperor soon, aren't we? Or yeah, well, we saw him in the last episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I haven't I haven't seen that episode yet. Oh, well, there you go. That one's recorded. <laughs> yep, I only saw the first two episodes of this uh, mid-season so far. Yeah, this the, this last one was really, really good. Okay. So Because um, he just opens the portal in that one, right? The one you saw? Uh, the last one I saw one? was they said that they had a plan. Um, that's when okay, they... so you haven't seen them open the portal? Nope. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll get caught up on that this weekend. Okay. Well, good. Well, you catch up on that, and then we'll, we will discuss further. Well, cool. And ruin it for Monica. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just ruin the whole season. <laughs> oh, well, maybe she... In the meantime, maybe you can watch some of the first season. That's what I'm going to try to do, guys. I'm going to totally try to do it. It's worth it. It's such a good show. So. If I had a digital I copy, it. I would totally let you borrow it. I would too. I'd <laughs> mail it to you tomorrow. <laughs> I will. I will grab it. I'm sure It'd it's be worth it. it. Yeah. All right. Well, any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I'm excited about all this. I'm looking forward to it. April's going to be a big month. March is going to be good. We've just got a lot of stuff to look forward to. Yay, geek time! Geek time! Yay! <laughs> well, that's what a wonderful wrap time to be alive. It is exactly. a wonderful time. And that's going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek podcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook and Twitter by using the handle Temple of Geek. Do you want to check out some of our other episodes or shows? Why don't you head over to templeofgeek.com? There you'll find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. Thank you for joining us on this episode. I've been Daniel. This is Monica. This is Stacy. And we'll see you next time. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit TempleofGeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.